0: 21 minutes after the hour, J.M. in the A.M., this time each and every Friday, every of Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good of Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Kisavo. According to the Chinuch, Pashas Kisavo contains... Six mitzvahs, three positive, and three restrictions. The opening mitzvah of Parshas Kisavo is a fascinating one. The Torah has already taught us in Parshas Mishpatim, Bikurei Bikureyad Moscha, Tovi, Peis that the Jew is to bring first fruits, to the of each and every year. Now, which first fruits? So, the rabbis learn based upon Egei Resheva that the seven species that the Torah praises the land of Israel in the fifth book, chapter 8, Pasuk 8, Erezchita Usoora, the land extolled for its wheat and barley, grapes, figs, and pomegranates, olives, and dates. These seven species, a person is to bring the first of these fruits to the Beis HaMikdash. That we are taught in Pashas Mishpatim. The opening mitzvah of Pashas Kisavo is that in addition to bringing them and giving it to the Kohen on duty, the Jew is to recite a special recitation, and this recitation in of itself is a biblical mitzvah. You'll note, number one, that the recitation is a little bit more familiar to us, beginning with the words Arami Ovedavi, because the text of this recitation serves as an integral part of the Haggadah Shel Pesach, that on the night that we celebrate our freedom and exodus from Egypt, we recite and explain each and every phrase of these psukim, because indeed there are six verses in this recitation. It's interesting to note that it is only the last two verses that speak about thank you Hashem for bringing me to the land. Thank you Hashem for giving me the fruit. And now I have brought this fruit to your mikdash. The first four verses in this recitation are a summarization of of Jewish history that Yaakov was unfortunately tormented by his father-in-law Lavan and he comes down to Egypt with a small family there in Egypt they become a large nation how the Egyptians persecuted us and placed avodah Kasha upon us, how we cried to God who listened to us, heard our affliction and our pain. Hashem took us out of Egypt with a strong hand and an outstretched arm with signs and wonders, and he brought us to this land flowing with milk and honey. After four psukim, then he says, oh yes, thank you for the first fruit. My question is obvious. Why does the recitation include a summarization of our historical past? And I believe an answer can certainly be found in the Rambam, in his Morin his Guide for the Perplexed, in Book 3, Chapter 43. There, the Rambam tells us the very important principle that we utilize on the night of the Pesach Seder that when you praise Hashem you begin with the degradation you begin by noting how bad it was and then you end with the contrast and you appreciate what you have now in lieu of where you've come from and this is a very interesting aspect, an insight into human nature, and therefore, on the night of the Pesach Seder, it's not enough to eat the matzah, but we have to eat the maror to remind us of the bitterness, and through tasting of what it was like in the desert. Namely, that in the desert it is most challenging to subsist, it is especially difficult and therefore we appreciate living as we do and especially ideally in the land of Israel when you realize from where he took us, namely the desert. And so what we're being taught is that man should always remember the days of his stress challenge and deprivation at the time of his prosperity so that his gratitude to Hashem his hakoras hatov to God should become especially great and in addition he'll achieve humility and submission to Hashem. And so we don't just begin with Thank you for the first fruit. We appreciate where we have come from. Now, this is true regarding the farmer who brought his first fruits. But lest anybody say, wait a minute, how does this apply to me? Most of us are not farmers. There is a very powerful lesson which is contained herein. And that is as follows. We are now more than halfway into Chodesh Elul. Chodesh Elul, the month before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is the time for Cheshbon HaNefesh, is the time for a proper introspection, preparing us for Please God the High Holy Days, and therefore, the Jew has to look very carefully, and just as when he recited when he was a farmer, and Rashi tells us, at the very beginning of the Amarta, a love, you are to say to the Kohain as you begin the recitation, You are not an ingrate, but you appreciate the good which God has given us. All of us are preparing, please God, for that recitation starting on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. We're going to add to the Shemona Esrei. God, please remember us for life. Now, can we truly ask for life and say, Hashem, please extend us and give us more if, unfortunately, we might have abused the privilege of what He has given us? If we have not appreciated what He has given me in the past... How can I ask for more if unfortunately it's going to be more of the same? I don't believe that we are asking for give me life of eat, drink and be merry. We're asking for a life of l'mancha that we can please God utilize this life in your service. Give us life that we can get closer to you, that we can enhance society, that we can fulfill the last mitzvah in this week's parasha of the halakhto bejrakav, literally to walk in the ways of God and to emulate the characteristics that have been clearly articulated by God Himself that we could and should appreciate. And therefore, as the rabbis tell us, mahu rachum, mahu chanun, as He is compassionate and merciful and kind, so too we are to be that way. And if we have utilized the life that He's given us in the past for these merits if we have utilized it to serve Him, if we have utilized it to study His Torah, if we have utilized it to become better people, wonderful! Then we have the right to ask, Hashem, Zachreino give us more of the same, and extend it, and increase it. And therefore, this concept of hakoras hatov, recognizing the good that God has given us is such an important prerequisite for the forthcoming Yom Kippur no and ultimately hakaras hatov goes not just for the big things but for the small things in life as well you'll recall going back to parshas Ayatse, when Rachel Imenu, who let's not forget for a moment, is one of the Nevios. She is a prophetess. She knows that Yaakov is building the Jewish nation. She knows what a privilege it is to have a child with Yaakov. She knows what it is that her child especially is going to be the one to literally topple Esav. And so what does she say when she has her first child? She says... Literally, that God has taken away my disgrace. So Rashi says, first of all, heretofore, I was an Akkara baron, having no children, and therefore, what? This has now been disgraced, removed from me. However, listen to the Medrash Agada, and how do we understand this? Says the Medrash. Rashi cites. This is in chapter thirty, verse twenty-three. Says Rashi. Unbelievable. As long as a woman doesn't have a child, she has no one to literally attribute and to explain away and to say all the wrongs were done by the child. But now that she's got a child, she can attribute all this to him. For example, okay, husband comes home and says, oh my goodness, who broke this? If she has no child, she can't say the child, your child. Now she can say, who ate these figs? Who ate these figs? This is what Rachel Imeinu is saying, wow, now I have an alibi. How are we to understand this Midrash? And the answer, I think, is so powerful. Of course, Rachel Imeinu understood the incredible significance of having Yosef and having a child and being part of uh, Klal Yisrael, the perpetuation of the Jewish nation. She saw all this. But at the same time, rather than forget the small things, even the small things as well, she did not forget. We have so much to be thankful for to Hashem. And that's what the parsha of Bikurim teaches us. She'encha Kofui tov. We appreciate the big things and the small things that Hashem has given us, and the more we appreciate the more we utilize God's gift of life in the proper way, the more we are able to please God on the forthcoming O'Yim, say God, please renew the gift. so Renu Lachayim. Shabbat shalom to all.